Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 223, episode 5 of Your Daily Zeitgeist! It's a production by Radio. It's a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Friday, February 11th, 2022. Happy 70th to my dad. My dad. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I've got a Samsung, and you look lazy if you've got iPhone. Then you're a baby, don't fucking at me, look how mad they be, go get a real phone, you fucking baby. That is courtesy of Rando Dixon Art on Discord. Uh, I also have an iPhone, but I, I just agree with the stance that people who are iPhone users and look down on the Samsung phone users, the green or blue text messages need to you know back off a little bit because the iphone is just a a baby phone made for people who don't know how to use technology that well which i happily include myself in the camp of well i am thrilled to be joined today by a very special guest co-host a writer actor one of the funniest stand-up comedians doing it she's the co-host of the scroll down on headgum you can go get her stand-up album, The Woke Bully, from 800 Pound Gorilla Records. Please welcome the hilarious and brilliant Marcella Arguello! Oh my god, thank you so much. It's me, Marcella, a.k.a. Fisher Pryor, a.k.a. Queef Latina, a.k.a. My Dad is Dad. I can't believe you would brag about your father's 70th ah, birthday, Jack. Face. Uh, a.k.a. <laughs> some of the best dick on the planet is our Android users. Okay, let's just clear that up right yeah, now. Course. Of course. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's wonderful having you. How have you been? Are you, you know what? I've been good. I've been doing a little road road gigs here and there. And uh I'm in love, Jack, so that's hey, fun. Hey, look at that. And yeah, who'd have thought? Thing. I know. And and I'm not and I don't have COVID. Every time I travel and I come home I have to like I just kinda isolate myself a little bit for a few days just to make sure and I don't have it, so I'm happy. Yeah. So you're home now from a from a road swing. Is that yeah, what they call it in Tacoma. comedy? Yeah, Tacoma in Seattle. Sorry if you missed it. I'm going to Joylet, uh, Illinois this weekend, opening for Felipe Esparza. And actually next weekend I'll be at the San Francisco Punchline, February sixteenth and nineteenth, if you guys want to come see me for that too. I know you guys love me out there. You know it's like my <laughs> Uh well, Washington, if you if you missed Marcella, you fucked up. There's no other way to to put it. You Actually, up there is time. another way to put it. In C- uh, September, I'll be back in Seattle. So there you go. For that, well, those days, so. Get ready then, I guess. I'll be well, back. Well, Marcella, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by another one of the funniest stand-ups doing it. You know him from Bob's Burgers, the NFL Network. You can hear him every week co-hosting the hit podcast, Dumb People Town. He is the hilarious, the talented, the kind, Daniel Van Kirk! Oh, thank you so much, a.k.a. Danny from Rochelle. There he is. Uh, thanks for having me here. I love when I get to do this show. And I'm so uh, glad we Miles love when you here. get to do that it. Makes well. it even I know, right? You were saying Marcella, that before we started recording. You. you were like, oh, thank God. That was the first thing he said. He didn't even say hello. He just was like, oh, that Miles is here. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, Miles uh, will be back soon. Second to last. Supposedly. Miles less episode. Supposedly. Where's he at? But, uh, we're What's not he talking. Doing? He's fucking and sucking. 
Yeah, fucking and sucking. <laughs> you know, you know how Damn, Miles does. I do. Out of the country. Oh, he's out of the country? Yeah. And doing great. We miss him dearly. Do we, Jack? We do. Me being me. Listeners probably noticed the the show is extremely threadbare as of late. You know, week and a half into uh, just me putting the show together and I'm like just recycling shit. Are you you putting, are you like doing the song thing? You picking out songs? Yeah, well, no, our our listeners provide the songs. Oh, the songs at the end. No, that is uh, all super producer Justin Smith. I just put the stories together, and those are, you know, it's getting thin out here. I think yeah. today's episode is just me going to be like, so who are you liking the Super Bowl, guys? Uh, <laughs> you heard about this thing? Is it be- this? Jack, is it because you only subscribe to white news? Is that why? That's why it's not as spicy every week? That's right. It's, uh, you know, it makes sense. I... I check out Tucker Carlson the I night before, knew it! and I just like kind of get get some takes, load up a little bit, and then yeah, and then I always like to hear the takes from the the folks over the the guys at Crooked who who did save America oh with God. their pot. All right, Daniel, we are gonna get yeah. to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're gonna tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Snoop Dogg owns Death Row. That is cool. I'm happy about that. No, that that definitely deserves a mouth air horn. Okay, I wasn't sure. Yeah, no, we I, I will allow it. So we're going to talk about that and just other like brands that should be owned by the very talented people who made them. We're going to, the big game's coming up. So I, I read a story about how people feel about the NFL and it just made, sent me on a, Sent me spiraling, and now I just want to ask you guys how, as stand-up comedians, you deal with this country, like how how mm-hmm. it seems to you guys as of right now. We are going to talk about dips. I feel like the Super Bowl is dip Christmas, so we're we're going to talk about you know our favorite dips. Any any thoughts you guys have on dips, and we might even get to the movie Death on the Nile, uh, maybe the most I- cursed movie of the year. I just want to make sure we talk about the dips, okay? Yeah. Just make sure oh, we we're going to get to the dips. dips. Yeah. Love that talking is... about food. There's always, at the beginning, like, one story that I'm like, well, we're not missing that one. And that is that is it That's for today's good. episode. That's good. I agree. <laughs> but before we get to any of that shit, before we get to even the dips, Daniel, we do mm. like to ask mm. our guests, what is something from your search history? I want, what, you know, because just like you guys, like we're... You know, like if you're researching a bit or you're putting a show together, sometimes my search history will be dominated by that. Like uh, mm. uh, mine and Rory Scoville and I have a pen, uh, podcast called Pen Pals where people send us letters. And so yesterday I was trying to figure out what somebody meant, like what they were referencing. So that took over a lot of it. But I wanted to go with something that was personal for my own. Mm. And it was something I saw on TikTok. And then I wanted to research to see if I could buy it. It is okay. called the Megahorn XLTP. So it's a TP, a.k.a. I wouldn't have called it a TP. It looks like a tent to me. But it has a like port for like a chimney pipe. And then you can also buy like a wood-burning little like stove and heater to put into it. It's meant to go into this. I've just, in the last like year and a half, I've just become obsessed with like camping and outdoor 
accommodations. Is that the right mm-hmm. word? Just things to use and have to make your outdoor experience even better. I went down a big rabbit hole after I started watching the show Alone. Have you guys seen Alone? No. The show I, Alone? I have heard m- many uh, podcasters talk about Alone, but I am s- somewhat reality TV averse. But that one sounds like sure. it, it should be on my list of ones to check it's out. It's more of a docu-series than it is reality TV. It's just Got people it. living outside in like Alone, crazy remote areas. And it it shows me everything I don't know how to do. Like I would never survive. And so I think that's why I'm obsessive. It's like, man, they, they, they know how to build a shelter. I have no idea how to do any of that. So would you ever do it though? Like for a week? Yes. Rory, Rory and I are doing a like outdoor wilderness training, like three day or five day thing. We have not found the dates yet. I feel like it's more of a warm weather thing I'd like to do, but I'm just always um, happy when his wife gets a break. (laughs) <laughs> when Rory's <laughs> wife gets a break. Yeah, George, shout out to Jordan. She's the best. Love Jordan. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going to go do it. And I'm going to hopefully learn some stuff. Like, do either one of you know how to make a fire? I know how to make uh, a fire. No. Like, hey, Are you we're, kidding me? We got a fire pit. But like right. getting me out. Give me a fire pit. I don't know. A lighter. A uh, yes. couple editions yes. of New York Times to use as like kindling. Sure. And then some very dry firewood. Like it can't have you, been outside right. in the moisture for uh, at least a couple of years. And then I might but be But even able that, to are fire. you going with the triangular structure or you do a log cabin when you build a fire? I do. I do triangular structure. Just lean a couple things against <sighs> yeah, each I other. Yeah, I do that too. Yeah. The log cabin lasts you a lot longer. But. Yeah. Get me a finger so I can go, hey, you, can you light this <laughs> fire for me? Right, right. I'm not... <laughs> That's the only tool it. you need. Yeah. yeah. Hey, you. Right. Uh, so I love it. So that's what I recently searched was the Megahorn XL. That sounds cool. It is. It looks so cool. I try to make myself sound all outdoorsy and uh, MacGyverish, but I did. I did leave out the main ingredient, which is a gas can. It mm, needs to be. Yeah. Needs to be full. <laughs> like it can't be halfway full. I've found. I need. No, I need all the need gas. It all. Is yeah. a so. The the wood burning stove is that something you're kind of toting out there into the middle of the wilderness with yourself? It's very compact. I wonder if how much you have to assemble it. That's what right. I mean too. Is like I, that might be the hardest part of for Life. somebody who doesn't do it. Camping is uh, knowing everything you need to bring and yeah. then mm. packing it to be able to carry it. Because what you you drive somewhere ideally, right? And then you're like, all right, I'm gonna hike. Five miles or six miles, I, I have to be able to take all this with me. Right. That's the thing. Like on that show alone, they're allowed to take one personal photo and then 10 survival items, and that's it. So they know exactly what they're going to That's why they're building shelter and starting fires and stuff like, like that. So but would you know what your 10 items would be? I have no idea. I mean, I think you'd want like a water... They have those water filter things that you can like pour in, like it's a jug, self-contained water filter. I think that's probably key. And then they have those little, fl- uh, I'm saying this wrong, guys, I don't even know, like a flint stick things that like mm-hmm. start the mm-hmm. fire right. for you. Yeah. Those, that. Because they haven't heard of light. Water and heat. Right. Key. Right. And then I've learned from watching the show, they have things that are, they look like knives, but they're also saws. I think that's crucial. Mm. And then fishing line. I think I, because I'm not good at hunting. Right. Or cleaning like an animal, like but. But you think like, you'd be I able to just fish. have loose fishing line and just like catch something with it, just like garret a fish. Damn. They'll create, yeah, or they'll 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 uh, weave a gill net 
and then drop that in and then pull the gill in that in each day. To I know exactly what that is. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. What did I say? Five things? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. halfway there. Things, how many so how many of the people there. end up eating that personal photo? Is that because I, I feel like I would. All of them. I think that's day one. And I, I've heard that it tends to be the people who have the most body mass tend to win every time. That's a c- critique I've heard of alone. Is that I it's believe that. I would, people, I, yeah. Dude, I went on a juice cleanse. It was a, it was a three-day one. It was my first one, and I did it in two and a half days because I know myself. And within a day, I was like, I'm, I think I'm killing myself. I think I'm dying. I'm too thin yeah. to be doing that type of shit, but I had to for health reasons. And uh, I, yeah, I can't imagine. I would pass out. Right. Even after two and a half days, did you feel cleansed? Like, I've never done one. You know what? I had very healthy poops. Okay. That's what I had. I had very, like, when it was like back when I was a teenager, my poops were very healthy. And that's how they were. So, sorry, I don't mean to talk about, make anybody uncomfortable about poops, but I'm sure you guys saw there's a company that's uh, encouraging people to a bidet company that's encouraging people to post pictures of their poops after the Super Bowl. Did you guys see that? Yeah, Yeah. Tushy's doing this. Bowel, Super Bowel Monday. Yeah, Super Bowel Monday. <laughs> That's what it. they're calling it. All right. Yeah. And they're giving away like $10,000 to the best. Yeah, the best, best poop. So maybe this. if poop you pick. you still got just enough time to go on this juice cleanse and then create your <laughs> biggest dump of your life and win the Gear 10K. Up. Shout out mm-hmm. to me. Is it the, are they judging based on size, formation? Jack, I couldn't I tell mean, you what the fuck they're yeah. judging on this. Yeah. Yeah, like are they, if you win, like, like. You got to be dropping boas. Is that what you you got to be? Oh. <laughs> I've, I'm I've tempted spoke, to try. I'm not gonna lie. I've spoken before <laughs> on this podcast about my now 70 year old dad and how he he grew up as one of eight in Philly, and he and his older brother. It was like a way to brag that like they had ate well. They would save like their biggest poops mm-hmm. in a shoebox and like in a you know, shoebox, sh- yeah, and show them to each other. I mean that that gives you a sense of what the you know what eight kids living together s- smelled like is that it like that wasn't noticeable. <laughs> like people people weren't like, what the fuck is happening the second they walked in the front door? That's wild. Yeah, say, that gives us a, a sense of uh, your trauma, Jack, because mm-hmm. I just learned a little piece about you and your mm-hmm. family history. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah your that tells me a little from. bit about you that I didn't know before. Yeah. It was very awkward when I was a teenager and I w- went into his closet and it was just shoeboxes. <laughs> <and laughs> shoe bo- it was like the end of the prestige, deuces. but just shoeboxes and shoeboxes of, of poops. But they were all very impressive and well-formed. So he's been training for this. Super Bell Monday. Tell him. Tell, please Lifetime. tell him. Have him submit. Daniel, what was the name of the of the thing you searched? Megahorn XLTP. Yeah, but I think yeah. they don't have to all. I think it's like an eight person. I don't. I wouldn't need that big. Give me a three or a four. There file. you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. But maybe you want it big because you you do have a fire going inside your tent. You never know who's going to stop can you by. Do you have a fire inside the tent? Is that you? Well, is that a thing. Depending on how you set your tent up or your shelter, a lot of people do it on a loan. Like their fire is inside their living space, and that's gone very awry for a few people on the show. <laughs> Just a few, yeah. <laughs> but I would think if you were going to have, you would want a big size teepee or tent if if you have a even a wood fire, you know, contained wood fire burning like stove with a pipe coming out the top. You'd still want to be able to 
have some distance from that, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I um, thought the one of the ideas behind the TP was that you could have a fire in there and the smoke would go out through the top. Yes. But yeah, like uh, uh what are those called malms? Those like mid-century fireplaces that people go absolutely nuts for that are ridiculously expensive. You've seen them. It's like a like it looks like a little portable that. fireplace with a, pi- a pipe going straight up. Right, right. Google. Yeah. I have a, that's what I was picturing when you were talking about like a portable fireplace, just like you no, this dragging is like that so across. You have the yeah. fire in like a, looks like a little microwave, the wood burning mm-hmm. fire. And then, and then it's a metal plate on top of it to serve as a hot plate for cooking things while you're in your teepee. Or you could just have a hot plate. Well, what is something, Daniel, that you think is overrated? Okay. I don't know how controversial this is going to be. It might not mean anything to you if you haven't experienced it. There are people that I will say we, not even me, people that we respect and love, that we are friends with, that love this thing. And I am not a negative person. I like liking things. Mm. But in my personal opinion, Yellow Jackets is wildly overrated. Mm. It is, I can't even, I had to stop watching it. It was making so little sense to me to the point where I still, I want to, you know, our, we're so, like, separated from each other still. These friends of mine and ours are comedians, great writers who love it. I want to, I can't wait to see them to be like, you have to tell me if I'm watching this show wrong. Because Daniel, I trust you're talking you to more than I trust right negativity. You're talking to one what? of them right now. We are we are a Yellow Jackets family at the Daily Zeitgeist. Really? Oh we liked it. We, t- we did it How? as one of the watches. I are don't, I'm... This is the second time I've heard somebody who's pretty adamantly against Yellow Jackets. But uh, I kind of like things. I don't like right. being negative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it definitely didn't seem like it struck with some people. I'm trying to, because the the person who I heard talk negatively about it last time went, like really hated the trailer, or not the trailer, the pilot, which is all like about high school, like girls in high school. Can I tell like, you my number yeah. one? I, yeah, I could tell me. you multiple, but yeah. can I tell you my number one? I had to bail on it. Marcella, is it okay if it's a episode three? I'm not giving away big stuff. Sure. I, I just answered for Marcella. I, just, I Marcella haven't watched Wedding. it. I've watched yeah. the first episode and I was like, nah. Okay, so you know right. it. Okay, yes. Yeah. Okay, so you know it. So here's the deal. The coach loses a leg, right? Mm-hmm. Then he takes these kids out to practice shooting with the gun and ammo that they've found, mm. right? Yeah. Girl, one of the girls, Shoots really, really well. Mm-hmm. Then a guy who's shooting well for a provoke, some not even that provoke, it doesn't even matter. Provoked and provoked points a gun at the girl, at her head. Now, mm-hmm. we would all go, hey, guess who never gets to touch the gun again? Right. This kid. Right. right? Yeah. He doesn't say that. Then they go back to the where they've set up their little camp, where they're living in the little cabin. <laughs> And he says, all right, you guys need to go hunting for us. You know who I think I'll send? I'm going to send the girl who did a good job, and I'm going to send the guy with the gun. He gets to hold the gun. I'm going to send him with the person he just pointed a gun at. No supervision, no rationale for why you do that. Now, here, I'll tell you as a writer, I write TV. Here's how you fix that. The coach doesn't go with them when they practice. Same thing happens. Guy pulls gun on girl. Right. When they come back, since they're kids and teenagers and they don't want to, like, narc or be uncool, he goes, how did shooting go? And they're like, it went okay. Who was the best? And they kind of begrudgingly go, she was and he was. But he doesn't know what just happened there. Yeah. And then he goes, all right, well, you two are the ones going hunting. So he unknowingly sends this posse, 
possible toxic situation where a guy just literally threatened to kill someone with a gun to the head, but he doesn't know it. But the way they made this show, he does know it. Mm. So I ask you, Jack, as a fan of this show, why? Why in the world, from a storytelling perspective? Let me take this for you, Jack. (laughs) I think Would this guy be like, hey, you just tried to kill this girl? You guys should go hunting together. You know, I think the reason you don't like this show is because you're coming from a place of logic. And television (laughs) doesn't always love logic. 100%. Like Hawkeye. Hawkeye is a is a batshit crazy show. And I loved it because it knew it was batshit crazy. It was like, we d- we shot that arrow. We didn't need that arrow, but it was fun. That's why we did it. Yeah. I this is a, this is a show that prides itself on being a prestige drama mm. that doesn't make, I'm not saying you have to dislike it. I'm not trying to dissuade it. I'd rather like it. But you yeah. can't tell me that makes any sense. It Well, I don't think it makes sense. I think it also is That dude based... just tried to kill that girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, he didn't pull the trigger, did he? Jack, just, what are you doing? You defending? put a gun to my head? I'm going to say, why are you trying to kill me, dude? <laughs> right. I don't know. I think everybody needs a thicker skin in America today. Whoa! We should be able to pull guns, and every, pull Jack, guns on whoever we want. Response. That's <laughs> not the Jack I was expecting today. I guess Miles you know does what? keep you. Not everybody, not everybody gets a trophy, okay, Marcella? Whoa! <laughs> no, I, I think that it is full of people making bad decisions in... They're in situations they're poorly equipped to handle, and then it. But the keeps show tells going. you he is equipped. I mean, not really. He's an assistant. He high says, school soccer "I know how coach. to hunt." Which also, just for the record, people we've talked about alone and outdoors, knowing how to shoot and knowing how to hunt, not the same thing at all. But you don't hear me complaining about that because who cares? Maybe they didn't know that. But this I mean, guy definitely knows that dude that. just put a gun to that other girl's yeah. head. My only yeah, complaint, now, now your yeah. logic is uh, now just convenient for you. I don't know, Daniel. You're starting to lose me on that one. I loved the performances. I thought the casting was amazing. Uh, prestige casting, TM, super producer on Hosnia. I thought, and then when it really starts to go off the rails in the later episodes, that's when yeah. it really got me. And got you in a good way? Like, yeah, hooked yeah, you in? Got, hooked okay. me, got me in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I also just recently finished Station Eleven, and I'm into that right now. I thought and I like that it. was very good. Yeah. And oh, yeah. That, well, I'm watching Pam and Tommy, and I love it. I, I, I want to yeah, start it so much. I've heard it's wonderful. Also problematic. And from that weird time where we look back and go, you know, like how with the Britney stuff, we're like, yeah, this person was dealing with stuff, and we all just villainized her, like treated women just shittily. Like that no one was saying, hey, these this couple's privacy was completely violated. Like, right. I mean, well, also, we were, I was a child, so, and I think a oh, lot we of were, but I'm saying as a society, yeah, we're yeah, all like, complicit. <laughs> <laughs> You were a kid and you said nothing and you were a child and you said nothing. And definitely. Yeah. But it is that era of like they were trying to teach us that let, like you can violate people and it's fine because they're celebrities and it doesn't matter. And we've definitely learned from that. I hope yeah. to get you. I can't wait to start that show. Myself. Yeah, his dick talks. It's really stupid. That's the worst part of the oh. whole series. <laughs> wait, his dick is talking to him. Yeah. Sorry for the wait, spoiler alert. You talk, are you, you saw Jack, are you talking about Jackass? No, I'm not talking about Jackass, Daniel. <laughs> I'm talking about Mem and Tommy. His it, dick like, goes, hey, let's t- let's fuck a bunch of other bitches. No, penis. It's really. Wait. You want to talk about logic, with Daniel? With little You want to talk about logic? The pee hole like, works like a mouth? You know what? I'm going to let you watch. I mean, now I have to enjoy. watch. Yeah. I mean, I'd... it was one of those moments where, you know, because I was watching, I was like, oh, you know, feeling my feelings of like, yeah, we violated and they're trying to humanize and yada, yada, yada. Sure. And then that happened. And I had I my jaw dropped. 
I put right. pause and mm-hmm. I had a big boisterous laugh for about five minutes because I couldn't right. believe that sure. they took something that was I mean, it's a pretty serious story and it's a great yeah. love story. But right. yeah, they that they sprinkled that in. So I'm sorry, Daniel, if you love logic, this is not the movie. No, I mean the I'm series for you. I'm I, I cried when I cried when end ga- uh Avengers Endgame started. So mm. I I am all I'll go on. You're a roller line. coaster, Daniel. I don't know if I like any yes. of your opinions. I just I just like just operating start, within the like, structure oh, of the story the you're telling one. me. Yeah, I like operating within the structure you're telling me. You're telling me like, oh, all these people are super smart. This is what they care about, and then they stop doing those things. I'm like, yeah. I would. I had similar complaints with Yellow Jackets in the like adult portion of the story that felt like okay, this is more along the lines of like lost or like sub lost it, mm-hmm. it, it feels like they this is made by people who saw lost but then they really stick the landing and Great. i loved everything about the wilderness part of the story so yeah uh, i'm into that part too that's it just yeah okay I, hey i'll say for the last time i i would rather love it mm. wow. i don't like disliking things yeah yeah well i am now it, just one question about the dick talking. What is the voice throaty? Is it like what? What kind of voice are we Jack, talking? You gotta here? go tune in. It's like, tune hey, Tommy. Hey, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking South hey, Park. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Mr. Hanky. Yeah, Mr. Yeah. Hanky. They hired the same guy for the yeah. Mr. Hanky to do uh, or is Tommy it, Lee's dick. Is it like every other like bar of soap or like? Like, uh, mu- like Mucinex, like anything that comes to life is just from New York, right? Just like, hey, buddy, <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to watch it. It's so um, it will catch you. It will get yeah. you. Oh, for sure. There was a there was also a second where I was like, "Am I going to keep supporting this because of that?" I don't like it. I was I felt like Daniel in that moment where like the conflict mm-hmm. really got me, and it made yeah. me second guess what I was watching, and I was like, "This was a choice they made. This is you know keeping it light. Let me just move on." I'll never forget being in the movie theater when Bruno's dick talked to me. Like that was, <laughs> that was something. That was mm-hmm. I, I was not expecting it, and I had to look at myself in the mirror and be like, "Why? Why is that such a such a thing for me?" You know, mm-hmm. processing. I'm okay doing it in the privacy of my home, but sure, what Bruno does it, and suddenly it's not cool. All right, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Daniel, we do finally always love to ask our guests what something they think is that's underrated. You know what I think is underrated? And my family's done this a lot. So and I like doing it is uh, take yourself somewhere, preferably like in the country, like the Malibu Hills or whatever, like up into the wilderness a bit and uh, just drive around and get let yourself get lost. I think that like we have so we're always so much like I have to do this, I need to do this. Like, give yourself a little bit of time to be like, I don't know where I am. You're eventually going to hit the ocean or the 101, so you can't get too lost. Right. Just make sure you have enough gas. Mm. And it's something that I actually i I love doing, and I think it's a an underrated thing, or just maybe a, even a thing people don't do of like give yourself a little bit of time every once in a while to just be like, I don't know where I'm going. I'm just uh, just taking a little me time. Yeah, so, having the like GPS app is. I, I think it makes me less likely to do that, but it also, like, you should just be like, no, I can always find my way back because I yeah. have this. I'll just, I just hit home whenever I get super duper lost. 
especially like in the hills, just go, just keep trying to go down. You'll eventually get to, like I said, either the ocean or the 101. And yeah. You get to do fun stuff like, should we go left? Should we go right? Even if you're just saying it to yourself. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's an underrated thing that I like. I agree. But I will say that the Daily Light listeners that live in the country who hear you say drive through the country like the Malibu Hills are really going to, they, they, they react to when you said <laughs> right. that. There's no because way. Because you know what's didn't. weird? And you're so right, Marcel. A lot of people don't realize you get 40 minutes outside of L.A. and you are in, like I had family come visit and I took them like an hour north and they were like, oh, this is all agriculture. This yeah. is like, I was like, yeah, you're very quickly out. And as a born and raised in a little farm town, Rochelle, Illinois, and um, spending a lot of time in Wisconsin, I I was born and raised in that like very like expansive area. And even then sure. I like driving around getting lost. But you're so right. A lot of people don't. They think you're just driving around like gates and yeah. mansions. And there are, obviously, there are some of those up there. But you could also very be like, I think that's a mountain lion. Like, you can be out right. there a little yeah. bit. It's still California. Mm-hmm. I will also say, this is a romantic idea. But as a woman, and any woman listening, don't recommend it. Sure. You do got to tell your homegirls where you're going. But I do, yes. it is a, it's a nice idea. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that's true, too. Like, if you, you know, I wouldn't want to be without without service. Right. Yeah. 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 It definitely call. is the start to many a terrifying horror movie. It's so. how Yellow Jacket started. No. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. I like it. Let's let's get into some news. Specifically, Snoop Dogg now owns Death Row, which I don't know. This story, like, I I feel like every once in a great while, capitalism works, and the person who deserves to own something gets to own it. The the NPR article announcing this development does include like just a soul withering bit about like how he acquired it from private equity firm managed by Blackstone. And then a senior managing director at Blackstone like weighed in on what he thinks of that acquisition. I'm just like, who who could possibly give a fuck what a senior managing director at Blackstone thinks about Snoop Dogg owning Death Row. But it does seem like this is how the world should work. He He's probably the biggest reason that kids still think it's cool to wear a Death Row t-shirt. And yeah. I'm curious to hear what he's what he's going to do with it. Yeah, I mean, knowing Snoop, he's probably going to like uh, invest in like the young, the young up and comers, especially in the L.A. area, because he loves to support the youth. Um, so right. I do hope he he does invest in the young rappers in in Los Angeles area. Mm. I love when uh, I don't know if this is a direct one to one, but like any musician that owns all their publishing rights, it always mm. makes me so happy. But then you hear, did it already happen? Wasn't David Bowie's estate auctioning off his publishing rights? I didn't know that. Or maybe maybe they are going to, or they already have. Right. And, I, and for some reason, I'm thinking like four hundred million dollars or something like it it went for i prefer when venture capitalists own you do? the publishing rights that's always been my thing i think they make smart decisions and <laughs> they have the best interest of the you, music you've in always mind. said you need to not be of the art to know what to do with the art check want... in with david kestenbaum a senior managing director at blackstone and find out what he thinks is going to happen uh, what he thinks should happen with the publishing of David Bowie music. But yeah, so this, I wanted to do like other other things that should be owned by the person most, like, so Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets, but I feel like 
in a just world. That That's great. I'm glad that Michael Jordan owns the Charlotte Hornets. I feel like he should own the Bulls instead. And I also sure. feel like he should own it with Pippen and Rodman, which would make it way more entertaining <laughs> and give us something to read about every single day. Oh, for sure. Dr. J and Allen Iverson should own the 76ers. I, I was trying to think of like another entertainment one, like maybe Trey Parker and Matt Stone should own Comedy Central or something. Yeah, maybe. they definitely should. Dan Van Kirk should own Chili's, right? Like, I would love to own Chili's. Chili's or <laughs> Cheesecake Factory, either right. one. I, I the would greats. Sign me up for. Yeah. Yeah, it's a thing. But don't, Am I crazy? This is what I think. When it comes to music, I feel like who better than the person who created it? Yeah. But like actors, like we don't get to own anything. Stand-ups, we should be able to own all of our own stuff, right? Right. But yeah. like, and hopefully we do. But, like, I don't know if sometimes, like, the face of the organization is as good to be the person owning. You see this a lot when, like, athletes try to become coaches even. And you're like, well, that didn't really work out. Yeah. No, that's fair. I Like, I'm assuming that there's a good management team that will, like, help you know, run the day to day on death row, and it's not just. But wouldn't be it be great if it was Snoop day to day, just answering day, the phones, five, fucking grinding, gri- grinding through some Excel spreadsheets? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when Michael Jackson owned the Beatles music? Yeah, that mm-hmm. was a that was wild. A big that, like, did, out. Yeah, they had a big falling out, but it was just funny because he was just letting like every car commercial have a Beatles song. He didn't give up. But he was like, <laughs> nobody can have mine, but you can play this fucking Beatles shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I feel time. like the, the 90s were like every commercial. It was just like a Beatles jukebox. It was like, the, yeah. which Beatles song is going to come on for this HP printer cartridge ad? That's wild. And Michael Jackson was like, this is hilarious. Like, I, like <laughs> what was, I don't yeah. know what the logic was. If he was like, they stole from black artists, so I'm going to steal their shit. I don't know what his logic was. That that it makes it feel better, especially if that was like Led Zeppelin or somebody like that. Then I would go, well, that, I'm all good with any of that. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's so funny. Any other any other ideas for who should own, like, people who should own? I was, I was trying to think of, like, Kendrick should own something, but maybe it's just his own music. Like, should Tarantino own Miramax? Not that, like, Tarantino's my no, favorite. No, but you make a good point. Like... When Tarantino, didn't he buy the Vista here in town? That was dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, the, doesn't that the new feel Beverly. good? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I wish him and a couple other, like, big-time cinephile, movie-loving people would buy the Arclight, which for anybody outside of the Malibu Hills is a, like, a chain of, like, movie theaters that we had here that were just wonderful and beautiful. Yeah. That are defunct because of the pandemic. I actually uh, read this morning that Joe Rogan owns the N-word. All right. What are All we right. doing? Come on. What are we doing, guys? <laughs> it. Certainly. He, Joe Rogan's trying to take it back. Right. He owns it. Yeah. All right. Uh, the big game's coming up. And as I was looking for a big game story, I, I ran into to this news story on I like to look at the front page of Yahoo. You guys ever do that? Yes. Yeah, no, just see never. what Oh, it's it's the best. I it's, haven't in years, but it used to be a thing I would do if I was super bored in another life at work. I'd be like, "Let's just see what's on Yahoo." Yeah. Anyways, the the main NFL related story on the front page of Yahoo, which is like, you know, top 5 news sources in America is 
like how the culture wars have taken a toll on Republican support for the NFL. And these are basically people saying, I no longer like the NFL because they're too nice to black players and coaches. And it's just, I don't know. It, it's so, it's like six wrong turns from <laughs> like the, the right. universe of the truth. Like how do you, and that, so that's what then I was like, oh, I have, you know, two working, touring stand-ups on. I'm I'm curious, like, do you notice a difference? Do you feel like when you're going out on stage, there's like more of an opportunity that there's going to be like a landmine in the in the audience and somebody's just going to not even be in the same universe as you? Where, where, where are you guys at with United States Go? This is really an adorable question because it's so innocent. It's rooted in innocence because you're basically asking us if when we go on the road, what our experience is. And everybody knows that going on the road fucking sucks because okay. these people are dumbasses. And mm. um, and that is just you have to figure out how much you want to compromise your material and yourself when you do certain gigs. Mm. And uh, some people don't give a fuck. Their material is not good. So they can perform in front of anybody and be fine and not offend anybody and, and everything is fine. It doesn't matter what your background is. And then there's instances where you realize, like I did a festival a few years ago, and it was a nice mix of comedians, different backgrounds, nice diverse mix. And then like the audience was just older white folks. And, mm. you know, the comics that played it safe did great. And then some of us who just, just went and did our sets start to finish without adjusting, we had a terrible time. And you also know, like, you won't get asked back. You know, you won't work right. in this venue again. And that's, like, you know, something you have to, like, accept or not accept. And that just depends on what you want to do. But I, I, I do want to say, though, that the other interesting thing about this article, it's, like, people are watching the NFL less. And on the left side, it's because how badly they treat the black players. And on the right side, it's how good they're pl they're treating the black players. And then, like, if you don't watch sports or just like these people are still getting paid too much money, like people still right. spend way too much and invest too much when it comes to professional athletes. And it's just what a wild ride. And Daniel, I don't mm -hmm. know how it is for you, but. Yeah, no, I mean, it's similar. I think like whenever I found that somebody will get mad at something I say, I, I, I've gone as far to like ask that, like, I'll be like, you're, what are you mad about? What are you mad about? <laughs> And then usually, like, if somebody was like, well, dude, I just didn't like, like, that fucking shit you said about wearing masks or whatever. And then I'll go, you're sick of it? Like, you're sick of the, to go right. down this road. Do you're sick of, like, masks? Like, you don't like them? They're like, no. And I go, you want to know something? I don't like them either. Right. Who out here is like, I like, so, like, I'll try to, like, go into, and then also go, so you, you're mad about something I've said. And then I go, don't you, aren't you? Am I crazy for thinking you come from the side of things where they keep saying fuck your feelings? So, but not your feelings. Right. Just just mine. Right. Not yours, though. So right. you're mad about your. And so then I'll try to like whatever. And then, I mean, I've had people where I've been like, you're more than welcome to leave. I'll make sure you get your money back. And they're like, oh, just just so you know, I'm not being mean to you. I'm saying you definitely would be having a better night somewhere else. And you have my permission to go have that night. I try to like. Yeah, take it out. But to be also to go back to like my drive around and get lost in the wilderness type thing. Let's be honest here. I'm a six foot two straight white male having any sort of aggressive conversation that I want with any person knowing probably with the exception of a weapon, I'm going to be fine. Right. So I think it's completely different 
if you're a person of color or a woman or, or, you know, I don't know. I, I look, I always say, I have a joke where I'm like, I look like you guys think you know where I was on January 6th. Like, I, <laughs> I look like that. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm usually like, and if, you say, if you're thinking Cheesecake Factory, you're correct. So right. it's different. Like, where can you come from, you know, right. to be able to like have that? But that's kind of my usual approach to it. We're like, what are you mad? Why are you mad? Because yeah. usually the person I'm talking to either looks exactly like me or is not my size. And so I don't, you just have to play it differently. I mean, we have a friend who's a comic that like some guy like started going at her and no one, it like took way too long right. for even other comics to be like, whoa, 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 dude. And I would, you'd love to watch that video and go, oh, I would step in. But like, yeah, right. you would now, you know, you fucking turn this video on and you read the caption before it even started. You know exactly what's going on. That's funny. So one so, time, I, I'm sorry. I was on stage okay. and my, and a lady was, you could tell she was ready to charge the stage. And my friend, Lydia Popovich is a regular opener for me and a regular on this podcast and great. Yeah, yeah. But one she, um. Afterwards, she told me, she was like, oh, I took my shoes off as soon as I saw her get up because <laughs> mm-hmm. she had heels on. And I was like, yeah, right. that's like because not everybody knows like what's mm-hmm. what. And people always mm-hmm. try to say that, you know, they would, you know, do their do what they got to do. Oh, I would def- I would have gotten it. It's like, no, you wouldn't. Right. You, most people are not going to do that. But you also reminded me of one time I was in Arizona and this white girl was getting so mad at everything I was saying. Everything I was saying, she finally got up to, to leave and I go, oh, my God, you're just, you know, you're just a drunk white girl. Like, you know, whatever, whatever. And she was like, oh, my God, that's so offensive that you would say that. And I was like, what? That you're drunk? And she was like, no, you have to bring race into it. Mm-hmm. And then what was the best part was I look over. There's been a there was like this older white guy who hated my whole set. Didn't laugh at a single joke. He literally just sat there. But he wasn't rude about it. He just sat there with sure. his arms crossed like, Ugh, I want this night to be over. <laughs> and I, I looked at him and I go. Sir, is it offensive that I called her a drunk white girl? And he goes, no, that's what she is. And I was like, see, if this man who has hated me all night <laughs> agrees great. with me, like, yeah, you know right. you're in the wrong lady. But right. it's, it's just, you never know what to expect. And, and Daniel's right, you know, exactly what you look like is going to determine, A, how you are accepted or rejected, and also how you choose to deal with these scenarios. Because even in, like, that festival I was saying, me and, a, and one comic... He's gay and white, and and he was not trying to adjust his set, and we were both like having the worst time. And then there was a black comic who was like, "No, you just got to entertain every." Like he was fine entertaining these people, and he didn't care, you know, mm-hmm. that he kind of had to adjust his set. Um, he like happily did it, and that's the thing. Everybody deals with it how they're going to deal with it. There's no yeah. right or wrong. Like you know, I always think about two like comics who are single or unmarried or no children. You're way more willing to risk all kinds of shit sure. like when you got a kid and a, and a husband or a wife or whatever like you're like no i gotta make this money i gotta pay these bills i got a mortgage i got a mouth to feed like the mentality yeah. is very different sure. and and again not that's not true for everyone but it i know that i know that there's a lot of comics who have fucking done shit they don't want to do because they're just like i gotta feed my kids literally gotta feed my kid mm. yeah 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 that's a really yeah. good point about those of us who are, you know, just built like a brick shit house and like nobody will fuck with us. Like that it's easier for us, right? Jack, Daniel? are you serious <laughs> right now? You're the sure. worst host. <laughs> <laughs> no. You that so uh do, have you guys noticed a a change at all though? Like do you do you feel like it's different than it was even pre-pandemic? I mean, I think pre 
2016. I think right. there's a, a lot mm-hmm. of times there's just a vibe yeah. of sometimes even the people who are going to agree with every single left-leaning point slash joke, hopefully, right? That should be all caps, joke that I'm going to make. Even they sometimes will tighten up mm. because they they want to be in a group with everybody laughing and they want everything to go well. And they're certainly not excusing anybody who's on the other side of any fence or line or wall or whatever. But they're saying you can feel sometimes I mean, like, oh, don't split us up. Like, I don't I don't like right. I don't because I don't want to have to deal with this asshole that I just I'm, the person next to me who I'm about to find out is an asshole. And until then, I didn't know that. But, you know, if I've learned anything from like comedians pontificating on Twitter, it's that I need to challenge you all the time and i need to take you right. through an amu- abandoned amusement park of broken glass <laughs> so that's what i'm trying to do no i just i think it's just everybody's a little bit tighter yeah, yeah. no matter what side they're on they can just be a little bit tighter of like that hope and, and marcel you might know speak to this better than me too but that hope of like when you can when you are taking an audience where like i don't know if some of you are going to agree with what i'm going to say and some of you might agree with me and get tensed up because the person next to you is not agreeing but you can feel that like that feeling of Oh, I hope this payoff is so funny. And right. when it is, right. they're like so relieved, so relieved because everything is just socially is just fucking tense. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean, yeah, and that that's true. That's always been true. And that's sure. like depending on, you know, I, I like I said, I've, I have opened for Felipe for many, many years and his audience is predominantly Latino, probably predominantly like machismo mentality. And mm-hmm. and there's a joke that I did actually on Two Dope Queens, season two, episode three, I believe. And uh, <laughs> I talk about loving rap music. I say I'm a feminist. And people, when I would just say that, like, they sure. would turn on me right in that moment. Yeah. You can feel you'd it. Have the, you you'd have feel. the, here we go. Here yeah, we go. Exactly. Yeah, and then yeah. And then I would just say, like, oh, I love rap music. And I go into this whole act out. And by the end of it, they're fucking with me. And it worked damn near every time. Awesome. And I loved it. And it was the payoff was always worth it. But. Now I'm now I'm in a scenario where I'm like, oh, like because I was when I was working that out, that was back when I was like just a feature. Now I'm headlining and like I'm I am trying to dabble in, you know, what do I really want to say? Like how do my, how much do I want to push it? But also I do want to make people laugh. Like unlike some of these clapter comedians, the joke is should should be the priority and making right. people laugh is a priority. And if you're a good joke writer, whether you're the left or the right, like you should be able to construct a joke that will get people to laugh by the end of it. And I think that part of the problem too, is that sometimes audiences want to be offended. Like right wing people will come to a show and they'll be like, Oh woman, ugh, she's going to fucking complain about being a woman. It's like, yeah, but I mm-hmm. should like, that's, that's okay. <laughs> right. And if I'm good at it, you will enjoy this joke. And right. you know, and that's, you know, for whatever people's background is, it's the same thing. It's like, if the jokes are good, then you should be able to enjoy it. But I've, I fucking got a round of applause this weekend in Tacoma. Shout out to Tacoma. <laughs> it's this joke that I always get people fucking tightening up. I had to switch the ending because uh, I needed to explain to people, like, I'm not the bad guy in the story. This guy in the wheelchair is. Like, he's a dickhead. <laughs> you know, but because they hear wheelchair, they're just like, yeah. oh, my Instant God, this sympathy. is offensive. Yeah, and it's yeah. both sides. Always both sides. So I had to change the joke, and it worked. But what was funny was in Tacoma, I didn't have to do that second part. They were fucking like, yeah, that guy's a fucking prick. We are with <laughs> you. Got a round of applause. And I still, I was like shocked. I was like, oh my God, they fucking got it. And uh, I was like, what That's happened great. in Tacoma that all these people got this joke without the little buffer at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You never know what I to expect that. with an audience. Never. 
I know yeah. I'm about, about, I guess the same as plug, but you just made, like, I'm about to start my tour back up and I'm doing the Pacific Northwest. So now I'm way more excited to do uh, Seattle and uh, wherever was all a blast. places I'm going. They were really, yeah. Yeah. You know what it is too? Some, some cities that love comedy, they are even more excited than ever to watch comedy. Like one of the best audiences I've ever performed for it, are the troops overseas. Those motherfuckers are just happy to mm-hmm. have some touch of home like whether they agree mm-hmm. with you or not they don't give a fuck they're just so even i bombed and they were like thank you for coming out here usually if you bomb everybody knows after the show nobody wants to look you in the eye but <laughs> they were like Very came smart. and shook my hand and honestly there's a lot of places right now that that's what it feels like people are just so fucking yeah. happy to be out of the fucking war zone and be out and enjoying themselves and having a laugh and uh, I feel like people, I think comics are getting away with a little bit more than before, but that's because audiences are just having more fun. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. To end on yeah. a positive note, Jack. Yeah. Hell let's, yeah. I mean, that's how you fucking co-host a podcast right there. Uh, let's take it into a break and we will be right back to talk about Super Bowl dips. Wait, can I do the and we're back? Yeah, do it. But leave this in. Okay. And we're back. Jack. Damn. I Hell did yeah. it. I did it. I always wanted to do that. And we're <laughs> back. Jack. Uh, you. That was so much better uh, than when I do it. I man, know. You're so dead like inside shit. and out. Come on, Jack. Oh, man. I can't work with Anyways, none of this. I don't know. It's Super Bowl or something. Maybe do that something is, with that. That, per, that, that sentence perfectly sums it up in Los Angeles. I don't know. It's yeah, Super Bowl or something. That's so true. They're, they're going to, for a third week in a row, have a home game where they have like no fans in the stadium. It's the a, Los Angeles people keep being like, can you believe it? It's the first time that the city hosting the Super Bowl is the team playing in that Super Bowl. And I'm like, yes. And it couldn't have happened to a city where they care less. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it happened last year. This isn't like year. it's in Detroit. And right. the Lions are going to the Super Bowl, or Minnesota and the Vikings are going, or you know Phoenix yeah. and it's Arizona. Tampa did it it's last LA. year, and so we saw that that what that looks like when the town that's hosting it actually cares about the team that's in the game. And yeah, you are not going to see that this year, uh, unfortunately <laughs> no, you, for the Rams. when they would pan around that 49ers game, it was way more 49ers fans, yeah, than Rams fans. And also, yeah. fine, who cares? It should just yeah. be you know what it needs to be filled to people who are happy to be there. Who yeah. aren't going to fight with each other over yeah. about it. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. the two rules. I want you to be happy to be there, and you don't need to fight someone. No one from the team is going to come out and pat you on the shoulder after you put someone to a coma and go, hey, even though we lost, or hell, even though we won, it really doesn't feel complete until you beat up somebody right. in the stands of the parking lot to prove that... Uh... Yeah, And also, yeah. I always love, I say this all the time, when players get done, and they, you know what they do? Because one, like Marcel said, millionaires, right. they... Hug each other. Yeah. Because it's over. Right. Because, and they were actually playing the fucking game. So I yeah, just want everybody yeah. in the stands to be happy to be there and not bring any sort of violence into it. And Doesn't, they're usually not drunk yet. Hot take. Yes. Other, My big hot the, take. Yeah. Difference between the just, players and the fans. I just love that sports is so out of control that we're just like, I just don't want violence at this game. <laughs> That's, sports fans are lunatics. Yeah. Have been. I don't. I uh, never. I never get that part of it. Yeah. Like I said, I don't like hating stuff. So I've never, my fandom is never contingent on 
feeling negative about anybody else. It's just not the way. Me and you have me and you have nothing in common, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what the Super Bowl should be about. I would personally, if I were offered a ticket to the Super Bowl, I don't think I would want to go because I like. I feel like it is a TV event, and okay. that part of that it's not just watching the commercials, which are so funny, you guys. But the the food is a big part of that. Specifically, I feel like dips are a uniquely American culinary, like not not that America created the dip or dipping chips in something, but this type of, you know, it's almost exclusively ingredients from a can in a lot of cases, or largely very salty, mostly chemicals. I I get excited about this. Me too. And so uh, the takeout, probably our... Number one source on the Daily Zeitgeist, the fast food blog, The Takeout, did a map of the top dips by state, like the most uniquely searched game day dips. I guess it's a Google Trends thing, but they wrote an article about it. And there's some there's some interesting stuff. I mean, you know, you've got your seven layer dip, seven layer, very popular in Alaska and Hawaii. They've just Mm -hmm. found out about this. uh, Also, Massachusetts. But like jalapeno popper dip is California's most. Oh, that sounds. That sounds. That sounds good. I've I mean, I'm getting cream cheese. Popper. I'm getting jalapenos. Yeah, I Wait, haven't. Have either. you never had a jalapeno popper? No, what? I've definitely had my Come pops. On. Oh, okay. But I, I got, I got the my dip. pops. <laughs> but I've uh, never had the dip. Yeah, I've never had the dip either. Now I'm like, ooh. Illinois is also the jalapeno popper dip. I've never even heard of this before you Me just neither. said it. Me neither. Me neither. And I'm into it. The other one that's incredibly popular that I'm actually not as into is just the sound of it. I don't think I've ever had it. Buffalo chicken dip. So good. It's, it's so, so good. good. Oh, my God. Why chicken in good? a dip. I, there's something about chicken in a dip. and Maybe I just need to. <sighs> Bro, that's a fucking whole meal on a chip right mm-hmm. there. That's yeah. what that is. So the chicken proteins. is just like kind of ground up or what? what's the. Yeah, it's shredded. Shredding shredded. that chicken. Okay. I've never even had it, and I'm like, I'm in. It's yeah, it's got to be shredded chicken. <laughs> think of it, think of it. If you could, if you did like buffalo chicken nachos, <gasps> right? You wouldn't right. think much of it in yeah. that context. There so just is. take everything that isn't the cho and put all the notch to the side, and that doesn't actually check out what I just said. But it, you're just dipping the notch. You're it's a deconstructed. I'm with you. Nacho. Even though I your logic it. is a little lost, it's like yellow jackets. Is it there? Is it Thank not you. there? You yeah. know, right. You, I'm with you. It's a good, It sounds like a good dip. Right. It's a meal. I like a dip that has so like a good. meal component to it. Yeah. You got your carb, you got your protein, you got your whatever the fuck else. Yeah. Did Oregon think, did Oregon, I'm looking at the state of Oregon, French dip. Did they just think it was a sandwich? I don't think they know what dips thing? are. <laughs> I, don't th- I don't think Oregon knows. No, I, I blame I, I blame Google Trends for that. I think whoever was on the map creation mm-hmm. at Google Trends was just assuming that that was like French onion dip and didn't realize that they were doubling up both French right. onion dip searches and the sandwich French dip. Greek <sighs> Greek layer dip in Washington. I've never heard of that, and I will 100% eat it unless it's heavy olive. Not much of an olive guy. Oh, I love olives. It's got to have olives, olives in olives it. So it's got to have the Kalamata olives. That's what's got to make it baby. Greek. Yeah. Olives How about, can best. we talk about Oklahoma and what the hell they're doing? Yeah, what's chocolate chip cookie dip. Chocolate what? chip cookie dip. I'm sure that's good, but I don't don't put that with the rest of my dips. That's for later. I disagree. I guys, I don't like all this negativity about these dips. 
chocolate chip <laughs> cookie dip. That I'm means, fully on board with that one. Yeah, that means I, you yeah, can, but not with the other dips. What do you mean? You, no, you put, got a dessert dip me, to go with your other's dips? <laughs> you would put buffalo chicken dip on the same plate as your chocolate chip dip and Fuck alternate. Fuck yeah, I would, Daniel. Fuck oh, yeah, I, I would. That. You don't know me at I all. Don't it. ever take that tone I... with me on my podcast. <laughs> Uh-oh. I knew this was going to happen. Uh, How about... <laughs> He's banned. He's banned from the show forever. <laughs> my, How about my New show. Mexico? How about New Mexico? Smart. He changed the subject quick. I'm I'm easily distracted. Oh, yeah. I'll, oh, I'm good. I'm good. When everything's get tough for me personally, I just deflect. I like, what about pizza dip? Is that Skinny on there? taco dip. I don't yeah. know what that means. I don't know what state that is because I don't know states, but pizza dip is in there. <laughs> crab rangoon dip. I do love a good crab dip. And I just I like looking... anything with cream cheese. I mean, yes. that's what I think most of these have are. Yeah, that's like, yeah. I will. Yeah. I mean, I, so I have a dairy allergy and mm-hmm. so I, mean, I like to make exceptions. Super right. Bowl is one of those days where I make the exception. We have nachos, we have dips, we have that lactate. You will be entering the tushy contest, but you will not be winning. Yes. Yeah. I mean, maybe (laughs) not. You know, like if you get a nice good pile, like the TP pile, like what you guys were saying. I mean, put a little flag in the top of it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You could. I could. You never know. What about, what do you guys think a hoagie dip is? I don't know. What state is that? Hoagie. That's up there by Connecticut. Vermont. Yeah. Is that Vermont? That's got to have like a, that's got to be real fresh. A hoagie dip. You fucking oh, have, yeah. like, layers of turkey and mayo and lettuce. So I there are know. two that are seem to be intentionally mysterious. Missouri has green dip, which I, I think is, like, what the Joker fell in when he mm-hmm. turned That's into true. the that Joker. Yep. And then corn dip feels... Where's corn dip? Corn dip oh, is South Carolina. South Carolina, yeah. Which just... And some of them I are very... I would try like, it. Yeah, yeah. No, I would try all of the like I am struggling. I don't know why my initial instinct, probably because I'm a hater, was to immediately go to like which of these do I like the least? Because <laughs> they all look fucking awesome to me. Crab Rangoon I mean, dip. You know what? I had to tell my mom, I finally she's on board with me. You gotta stop comparing foods. You gotta stop mm. comparing them, Jack. You gotta yeah. respect them for what they are. Enjoy them for what they are. Just like that chocolate chip dip. Yeah, I could live next to the buffalo chicken dip. They serve their purposes, guys. You can't be comparing foods. Pizza isn't better than tacos. It's better than cheeseburgers. They're all good on their own, y'all. This is the problem we have in our society. Too much comparing. What are your favorite things to dip? Like, I'm a straight-up corn chip. I'm not crazy about... Like, I I feel like pretzels should be better to dip, but for some reason, I don't love them as much. Like, I love cheese on pretzels. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, they're too thick, and they, like... By getting them wet, that like adds a thing to it that I don't I don't love. Yeah, but... because that that top layer gets soggy really quick. Yeah. 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 I mean, I love a tortilla chip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're good. You go scoops, or you go in classic restaurant style, or you go in rounds. You know, if I have a choice, I like to get the the strips because you get a nice long dip in there. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right at the end, you get a little chip. Yeah. That's that means your technique is off the charts good because I I gave up on strips so long ago because they can like even when I'm fucking having some salsa they usually break on me the leverage yeah but yeah, yeah. I think what? I'm just too excited about dipping the chip Hulk. in the salsa yeah the Hulk over here 
Ah! <laughs> you know what I love? Them and it's one of my favorite dips, and it wasn't on this, and I'm happy to give out the very easy recipe to anybody who wants it. It's so simple. It will crush any party you have to go to. Get some rouse. You can get whatever you like, but rouse is the way to go. Rouse, just straight tomato up. Sauce. Yep. Tomato sauce. And a and a block of goat cheese. Bake that, and then just stir that up. And then this is one of my favorite things. Any, any dip that incorporates this, and then you just want to cut some little crostinis, a little baguette, and you just got a, like a small little piece of bread in that goat cheese and tomato sauce. I'm telling you, that's another one. People will yeah. lose it over this, it. and you'll be like, easiest thing, to, easiest thing to make, easiest. The mm. rouse, by the way, I think there are two grocery items that I o- always over purchase when I'm grocery shopping and ne- never don't use within like a month. It's rouse. Yeah. And it's uh, the Green Mountain medium salsa is like so fucking good. We, mm-hmm. I like tomatoes. I like a tomato sauce I love is, a what, tomato. is where I'm coming from. Yeah. But I got tomatoes I, tattooed on me. Do you? Really? Yeah. That is that is love. That is pretty cool. I don't want to. I was raised. There's the one. You could see one right there. Ooh. But dope. I was. My dad had a tomato garden. We had a gar- My mom had a flower garden. My dad had like a vegetable garden, but tomatoes were like the main. So I love it. I'm with you. A nice fresh tomato in the hot sun. Mm-hmm. It's nice and juicy. Like when you pick it off, it's like soft because it's sitting in the sun and that. it's warm. You put a little salt on it. Oh. You cut up a little salt, a little burrata, and some basil. Oh, damn. I'm just um, saying the whole tomato outside of fresh one. Oh, even that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like That's eating it like an apple. That's my yeah. favorite. So, all right, what well, last question. Kind of unrelated to dips, but this is a celebration of, like, potluck-style culinary creations. Like, is there a... One of my friends makes a hash brown casserole that is near the top of my list of the best things I've ever put in my mouth. There's this thing in that I think is from Southern Ohio, or maybe I just had it a lot when I lived in Southern Ohio, but it's called a Buster Bar. Do y'all, have y'all ever fucked no. with a Buster Bar? No. It's like an Oreo cookie crust and like melted ice cream and fudge and peanuts. It's really, really good. And yeah, yeah. I'm sure it, it sounds, exists elsewhere and just uh, by another yummy. name. Yeah, yeah. High recommend. Oh, you know what? I will, I do got to give a shout out to the lactose people who aren't going to do what I do and risk it all for some nachos. <laughs> the Miyoko's brand cream cheese. Add a little vinegar. You have your you just mix it up in there and then you basically have a sour cream. And then, I mean, they have different flavors and shit. So if you're vegan and you want like a dip just for yourself, get the Miyoko's brand. It's the best dairy free brand of everything. Cheeses and, and sour, I mean, and, and cream cheeses and butter and stuff. And uh, just add a little vinegar. Make your own little sour cream dip for your ruffles, okay? That's awesome. Do that for yourself. It's so oh, good. They have go. a scallion one. That one's really good. Mm. That's the thing, too, guys. Even in Rochelle, Illinois, I I will crush just a big old bag of ruffles mm-hmm. and some just store-bought French onion dip. Yeah, just, yeah. Oh. Now, the only thing you got to do is open a bag and open a lid. Done. We're, the party Love started. It. That's what yep. I was snacking on before I got on with you guys. I had my little chicharrones. <laughs> and my Miyoko's dip, and I was dipping them in there. Oh, yeah. It's the best. There you go. It's the best. Well, speaking of the best, it's been wonderful to have you both on on the show today. Daniel, where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? You know, there's two things I want to plug, and that would have to be my pen, my podcast, Pen Pals, with Rory Scovel. 
People send us letters and then we write them back in audio form. It's their podcast. We just talk about it. If you thought I was mildly entertaining, check out and see if I'm any better over at Pen Pals. Um, it drops every single Wednesday. Full episodes drop on Friday on uh, my YouTube channel. We've had great guests like Andy Samberg and Will Farrell. And I'm forget we have Amy Mann coming up. Um, it's just a really, really fun show. And sometimes it's just the two of us. It's great. And I hope people check it out and listen to it. It's called Pen Pals. And then I'm going back on tour, like I said. So March 1st, I will be in Bend, Oregon. And then the next night, I am in Portland, Oregon. And then on the 3rd, I am going to be in Seattle. And then on the 4th, I am going to be in Salem, Oregon. And then I'm going back up north to to close out this run on the 5th on Saturday in Mount Vernon, Washington. So go to DanielVanKirk.com. Over the next few weeks, I'll be announcing other runs and other dates like in the Northeast and in the South. Texas, uh, Midwest, back there again, too. So everything's at danielvankirk.com. I hope you check out Pen Pals. Yeah. Are you a, are you a yeah. fan of the Magnolia soundtrack? Do you? Uh, yes, Speaking of, of Amy, man. Oh, Dude. man. Oh, my God. We, really one of the greats to ever do it. He was like, no, I hate it. <laughs> no, that sucks. That's <laughs> yeah. her worst work. Why? Why? Is Amy Man affiliated with that? <laughs> um, she, yeah. uh, we did a show together in mid-December at Largo, and... Um, I, I know I didn't ask, but I always am like, I just am like, please play Save Me. Yeah. And um, it's perfect every single time, is, and so is she. She's one of the coolest. She played it? Wait, did I she do. play it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. She played it. I fucking love that yeah. song. I know. It's going to take everything in my power when we have her on next week, Pen Pals recording, to uh, not beg her to play it there in the studio. I just, she's so fucking cool. Dude, you got you to gotta just like start singing it in your head, humming it. And then she'll be like, oh, is that? And you got to fucking trap her, bro. <laughs> That's how it How does it go? How does it go? We, I'm hitting record. How does it go? <laughs> yeah. You're like, here, see if the, you think this is better or Tom Cruise's rendition for, from the movie. <laughs> is is there awesome. a tweet or some other work of social media you've been enjoying, Daniel? Yes, for sure. I've also been, as I, I might have come through when we were talking about comedy, I've also been liking things where it's like, you're not asking anything of uh, me too much. We need safe places where nothing happens, like driving around. So at LA Mag on Twitter, Los Angeles Magazine, I don't know if they're currently embroiled in some sort of dumb shit thing, if they have, a, sorry. But um, they've been tweeting out just like pictures of LA, like randomly or most nights. And they're just like, good night, LA. And uh, they tweeted out one on 2722 that is just a shot down Fairfax with canters on the right, the sun setting and palm trees. And you just see pictures like this every once in a while and you're like, that's fucking gorgeous. And it didn't didn't hurt anybody. So I'll show you guys. That's that photo. Aw. Oh, yeah, nice. just stuff like that. I like it. And I think that it's magazine gorgeous has and... been fucking up. But yeah, I was right. Right. They yeah, have. Right? You have. Yeah. They've yeah. Been okay. Well, who's ever running the photo right. part of their Twitter? Right. Seems to be OK. Photographing like L.A. is like, yeah, there's just moments where you're like driving on the fucking highway and you look over and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, when you're really, on the 134, really Californians here. But when you're on the 134, people know you're kind of in Pasadena heading towards L.A. Yeah. And you're up like on the side of a mountain looking out over the city and the sun. If you catch that when the sun is setting, yeah. but not in your eyes, you're like, oh, I'm in a postcard. Right. Yeah. I'm yeah. Gonna, <laughs> it's pretty wild. I'm in a postcard right yeah. now. So, yeah, I just uh, I loved that. Yeah. But the weather like sucks. Pick. That's the one. Oh, wait. No, it's great. Marcella, <laughs> where can people find you and follow you? 
You can follow me at Marcella Comedy across all social media. And most importantly, I will be at the San Francisco Punchline February 16th through the 19th. Please come out. Come see me. And I'll have other dates coming up, too. But that's the most important. And that's the shit I want you to come Do see. it, Zeit Gang. Jack, Jack, where can people find you? Uh, no, it's your turn to tell people a tweet or some other work I of for- social media. I didn't media fucking look enjoying. one up. Oh, that's all right. Okay. I forgot. Jack, where can people find you? Oh, that's such a great question. Thank you so much for having me, Marcella. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. A tweet I've been enjoying. Like they, this is the fact that we made it through this episode. Like it, as we're recording this, the 76ers just traded Ben Simmons for uh, James Harden. Oh, man. So, and that's it's a. I, I don't love, like, I'm not over overjoyed, but uh, I've just been enjoying a lot of Sixers fans' responses. <laughs> Blake Wexler, frequent guest on the show, said this feels better than when we killed Bin Laden. <laughs> that made me laugh. And just enjoying that, happy that the Simmons era, is the, the, I think he's going to be in a better place. I think the Sixers Everybody will be in a better win. place. Everybody yeah. wins. And you can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Super producer Justin doing double duty has been just giving the fire song recommendation for the past couple weeks. Justin, what is a song that you think people should go check out? Thanks, Jack. Uh, I'm going to recommend this song, Colors, by Frisco, Getz, and D-double-E. You know, artists from across the pond in, in the UK. Very incredible lyrical content going on here. They take the colors pun very, very far in here. But the beat is where this thing really gets me. It sounds like someone made this track while they were smoking angel dust out of a flute in an abandoned home. It, it's Whoa. Yeah, it's very dark, but it's very enjoyable, very bouncy bass underneath this. If you have a system in your car, you're going to enjoy how this sounds. So this is Colors, spelled C-O-L-O-U-R-S, because they're oh, British. But they had yeah, to do it. They had to do it to us. Uh, with Frisco, Getz, and D-double-E, and you can find that track in the footnotes. There you go. All right. Well, The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning. But we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending. And we will talk to y'all then. Bye. 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 Bye.